Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level. On the SportsMap Radio Network. A show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. So it was a, an interesting night, to say the least, as the NBA set the tone, and we still await word from what's happening now with the Board of Governors as well as the players. And it does look like, although that we are in this moment, if you will, where we're still trying to wait and see what exactly is going to happen with the NBA today and really moving forward, other sports now. As we saw tennis, we saw the WNBA, and we saw part of Major League Baseball. Not all, but part of Major League Baseball. Now, the NHL has decided not to stop. They may today, but I doubt it, as we have two games, one with the Flyers-Islanders that kicks off the action tonight at 7 Eastern. Baseball starts at 310 Eastern. We know the WNBA is not going to play. We know tennis is out, and it's still up in the air technically about what the NBA is going to do. I can't imagine that the NBA will play today. What happens moving forward is a different story. And before we even look at the NBA last night, since we have this short open, and I figure we'll take advantage of it for the next 60 seconds or so, I don't blame the NHL for not playing. Like, I understand why the NBA would continue to play. There are means and opportunities and methods in which you can help. You can be an ally You can push your own platform for a cause without having to sacrifice exactly that, what you did in order to have to get down to the bubble and make it. And look, there are plenty of NBA players who feel the same. You can look at Chris Haynes' report. You can look at Kurt Heelan's report. You can look at Woj. This is not a universal decision. It's not a bad thing that it's not a universal decision. It's just not there yet. We have not reached a universal decision in the NBA. So the difference is, what happens moving forward? How can this not lose momentum and owners and players alike can sit there and push for some real change? We'll talk about that coming up here on the second level of SportsMap Radio. beneath the surface it's the second level on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage from the o'reilly auto park studios here's Aton shander so what exactly happened last night i think people are understanding on one end of why nba players set the tone by striking and then seeing other leagues and players follow but i think there are also some people that don't get it that don't understand it and we spoke about this yesterday in the first hour about doc rivers very powerful message the night before after the clippers rolled the mavericks and my concern that the people who should be listening the people who should be changing or at least open to the fact that their point of view could be wrong or different and 
maybe that they should open up with some empathy about what Doc Rivers and many other people in the NBA who look like Doc are going through representing a community who look like them, who have been marginalized and at the very least feel like they are marginalized for the last couple hundred years. And I think that's at the very least worthy of your time to try and explore why you have a problem with players, for example, striking in trying to bring more awareness to what's happening around this country. Nobody was hurt last night. This was for people, and I imagine that they speak a similar vein here in conversation, criticizing protests that have turned to riots, mostly as we've seen from outside influence, looking at how a protest can turn into violent and turn into something that would be as a riot and property damaging and people hurt up to losing their lives, as we saw two people in Wisconsin trying to figure out and hopefully you can understand this if you've been critical of that and you've been looking at it from afar and saying, well, this is not a protest. This is not a peaceful protest. This is a riot. And I don't know what people expect to happen or gain any sympathy from this. This was as peaceful of a movement as you'll find. And it was as strong and powerful as a movement you'll find, at least in the history of professional sports. It doesn't take away from the Olympics. It doesn't take away from Muhammad Ali. It doesn't take away from trailblazers before what happened last night. But this was a major sacrifice. So I'm not speaking today, at least, and you can weigh in if you like. 800-224-2004 at Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. I encourage you, as Xavier Pope will join us, good friend of the program, great friend of mine who... I've learned a ton from both professionally and personally in life, and I want his point of view to be heard and more so heard than discussed by me. But this conversation, I think, is more for the people that had a problem with last night, more for the people that I'm betting weren't even watching the NBA in the first place, more for the people who, well, I'm done with the NBA, but in reality you were never really watching or you haven't watched in a long time. And I'm not here to hit you over the head or go full Twitter on you and bait you into a phone call to turn it around and then mute you in real life. But I'd like for you at the very least, if you follow me and you disagreed with what happened last night, if you've been following me in Philadelphia, Nashville, Columbus, Ohio, New York City and beyond, then I at the very least ask for you to sit and listen to what I have to say. I I don't think that is a lot. Again, this is just going to be a point of view. And hopefully, the very least I think that can happen today, and I don't have very high expectations, is that somebody out there can understand that their point of view might not have empathy towards it, might not have full emotion behind it that's not anger or disappointment or frustration. You have a right to believe that players are spoiled and selfish and this is about just getting one party elected or this is about just basically being surface as far as change or not. You have every right to your opinion. I'm not here to tell you that or at least change your opinion, I should say, in two hours on the radio. But what I would like to do is at least open up this possibility that forget being wrong, but a different point of view should be accepted as able to exist. And I think that is a basic principle that has been lost. And to be fair, it's lost all over. It's lost on multiple elements of conversation. It's lost in multiple 
areas in which conversation, and especially nuance, has been destroyed or killed and now is dead for the most part. But this right to existence and this right to feel safe in a country in which we all breathe the same polluted, smoggy air as everybody else, our hearts beat the same. There are people in this country who feel marginalized, and they have history behind it. There are people in this country who feel like no matter how loud they yell, no matter if they get in front of a camera like me, or if they get on a radio show like I am, or if they sit on their social media account with 896 followers and they've been on there for 10 years, no matter how loud they yell, nobody is listening. The right people aren't listening. And I could easily get on here for two hours and talk to the people who already agree with me. But I'm tired of that. And it's not on Xavier Pope. We've talked about this after the murder of George Floyd. Nothing, if you look at the cycle in which we've been through. It's not on Xavier Pope to get on here for 15 minutes and convince you that you're wrong. It's on me. It's on me here as the host. It's on me here as somebody who looks more like you than Xavier does to try and convince you that your point of view could be. That your point of view on what happened last night with professional athletes striking and sacrificing a lot, mind you, actually could be worth something of value. And maybe at the end of this show or maybe at the end of the day, you walk away thinking, okay, let me at least learn more. And that's, again, we have this difficulty of trying to learn more and be educated more on a topic or subject in which we can easily just write, well, you know, look, I, I saw that. I saw Blake's record. What do you want from me? Well, we want you to open up to the possibility that even if Blake's record is correct, and even if the allegations of him reaching for a knife are correct, seven shots in the back is more of a norm in how to treat somebody who looks like Blake than not. We want you to open up that conversation. And what kills me in all of this, truly kills me in all of this, is that the people who will then say, and again, I'm trying to at the very least, and I hate to use the term reason, but I'm trying at the very least to use points that have been brought up to shoot down what happened last night and to deflate movements of protest in regards and really after the fact of Blake's shooting. But I think what happens is we get caught up in numbers, we get caught up in semantics, we get caught up in data, and we refuse to look at the obvious, which is those ends did not justify the means. It doesn't mean that it'll never happen and you'll never get one case in which maybe it is a justified shooting, but that's not the conversation today. It wasn't the conversation last night. So for people who want to look and say, well, you know, why should I care that an unarmed black male was shot seven times in his back reaching into his car when white people get shot and killed far more often by police each year? That is, again, under the umbrella of an issue. LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Kyrie Irving are not representing that community. They're not representing that larger white community that simply has more people in this country. So by standards, there will be more shootings. And that doesn't limit and that doesn't minimize and that doesn't take away from the fact that there is an issue perceived by a lot of people to be major in this country about how police deal with civilians. 
And for anybody to sit there and say, well, why should I care about unarmed black male getting shot by police when countless white males get shot, people get shot by police every year? I don't understand that mentality. I, I truly don't. I truly don't understand when you actually have a connecting point, when you truly have a point in which two sides that are clearly on the opposite of each other when it comes to how the police handled Blake or what happened or if the ends justified that means, why in the world you wouldn't look at common ground? And maybe there would be the opportunity to open up a dialogue. Because what do you hear in response to what happened last night? Somebody tweeting, I don't care who it is, Kerry Champion or anybody covering the league, whoever, tweeting about what happened and why they are happy and proud to see a movement like that, a strike like that with a lot of sacrifice. And every other third or fourth response will be, well, why should I care about this? White people get shot more by police each year than black people. And that is also in the same line of discussion as stop resisting arrest, follow orders. Like every single white, now are you assuming at that point that anybody, regardless of the color of their skin, is not resisting, or pardon me, not complying and resisting arrest. Is that the general assumption? Because, again, how can it only be one side, one color of skin in this case, that is not resisting, yet all of these other people are complying and still getting shot? That's even worse. So I don't understand some of these talking points that get recycled on Twitter. And maybe you can help me with this because it doesn't make sense on the surface. And the more I think about it, it makes even less sense. If your answer to what happened last night is, well, he should be complying and stop resisting arrest. What say you to the countless other people shot by police each year who don't look like Blake, Floyd, Taylor, Diallo and others that look like you? Are those people not complying also? Why haven't you made a statement about that? Or are you just assuming since they look like you that they are complying? Again, that makes it even worse. It's one of these situations where either way you go with it, it doesn't really make that side look good. Nothing happened to you last night. Nobody came down your street yelling and screaming at you. Nobody forced you to watch anything on television last night. Nobody physically assaulted or attacked you as a result of what happened last night. These are men and women in professional sports from tennis, the WNBA, baseball, the NBA, which led the strikes, that are asking you for a moment of reflection at the very least, at the very first step, and from there be able to then formulate a point of view that at the very least, again, this is the theme here today, all I need is the bare minimum of acceptance from you today because that's the progress that we can build on. But looking at this and thinking, okay, I now have a much more formulated worldview of what's going on based on not just my own, but others. Not just my own worldview that I get from one news channel or one political party, but also from others. And that's difficult. Social media doesn't want you to do that. Politics, both sides, they don't want you to do that. Independent thought means you can look at what happened last night, apply empathy, and understand that there is a major issue of marginalization to murder in this country that a group of people in our society, same citizens as you and I, 
Same people that breathe the same air, that have the same insides to it. The only difference is the outside, the exterior of the skin color. Feel completely voiceless. And what happens is people who represent that community, it's not my call to determine who represents a community that I don't officially belong to. I can support and stand by and advocate for, but I don't get to choose who represents a community I'm not part of. You don't get to choose who represents a community that you're not part of. And if you are to understand empathy of why people who are not professional athletes, who are not multi-million dollar actors or actresses, celebrities, rappers, singers, artists, who are just like you and I, who are struggling check to check, who again live down the street from you, they don't feel like their voice is being heard. They haven't for years, probably as long as they've been living and then dating back to their parents and grandparents before that, if not great-grandparents, depending on how far back you go. There are people in this country who want to be heard because they feel like, at the very least-case scenario, they are being marginalized, not heard, basically told, turn back. Worst-case scenario is what's happening where you see shootings. And I'll leave you with this. Because Xavier Pope will join us in 14 minutes. He's in Chicago, and it's a constant discussion. Three talking points we will try to shoot through today. Three. One, which is about, and we'll talk to Xavier about all three of them, but where we end on this segment is this notion that LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and others who are in the NBA right now in that bubble don't care about the black-on-black crime don't care about crime that happens in inner-city communities or communities that have the majority of one culture and one color. First off, data will show you that we live in a much more segregated country than you think, and crime happens around the people that you live with. Just like, depending on the skin color that you have, chances are that a crime is going to be committed against somebody who looks like you more so than not. And this is never about just police brutality or handling of civilians that look like Blake, Taylor, Diallo, Castile, and others. It's that conversation that opens the door because they represent a community that has been treated like that way before we had Twitter and cameras and others. But it's also about a bigger conversation that we just can't get to yet until we understand what's happening to members of that community. And then we can have the greater conversation and hopefully bring together a more common theme. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, 800-224-2004 is your phone number. It's the second level of Sports Map Radio. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. So some sports actually did go on last night. We're still awaiting word from the NBA itself. They're meeting separately right now. And... It does look like right at the moment 
We'll find out today, at the very least, what's going on for the rest of the week. And one of the first reports that came out, last night at least, was from Yahoo's Chris Haynes, who spoke at length in his Twitter report, of course, that this was not a universal decision. That players voted, and while the Lakers and Clippers voted to leave the bubble, there has been a lot of discussion about the sacrifices made and that not everybody has the ability, the economic ability, to just walk away from money or from a job in that standpoint. And again, that speaks to the sacrifice that was made by a lot of NBA players last night, baseball players, if they chose to sit out. We'll see what happens tonight. WNBA players in a bubble, as well as tennis players. There is one thing, I believe, that we can take away right now from where we are in the NBA. And that's players and owners have a decision they need to make that really is more about what happens after the bubble. That's the biggest thing for me. What happens after the bubble? And the bubble could end today. They, everybody could unanimously or majority rules, what have you. Owners on board with it as well say no more basketball. Bigger issues at hand right now. Let's touch on that. No more basketball at the moment. Well, if that's the case, then there needs to be a plan. And I'm not dismissing or even shading or adding any type of negative weight onto what happened. I'm just saying specifically, we have to recognize that the NBA can't just use this little bit of momentum to gain awareness and push what's going on around professional sports as well, only to lose that momentum when they leave the bubble. I don't have the answer. I don't know if they have the answer. I can tell you this. It's not as simple as voting out a mentality. As easy as it may seem on the surface, we've been here before. These things are cyclical, politically especially, to where we saw something that was voted out, and for eight years it seemed as if it was a different mentality, only to reinforce something that you probably thought was gone or was simple to just mute on social media. Ah, who cares? This guy's an idiot. Let me just mute him. Then all of a sudden, the people that you muted went out and voted. So it's not, and I will not accept, meaning I support and will continue to advocate for boycotts or strikes and continue to advocate for people in professional sports who are paid to be distractions Say that's enough. I don't want to be a distract. But if it's only if the only solution now is to simply vote this mentality out in November, then I'm looking a little deflated if that's the answer, because I know that there needs to be something more. There needs to be something deeper. And a lot of people don't want to have that conversation. And to be honest with you, I don't blame Haffy. But if you to if you truly want to change a mentality You have to address it. Now, how you address it is up to you. But you, at the very least, have to address it with the understanding that unless or really until you do, somebody is just going to hide and somebody's just going to be under the rock waiting to crawl out again. And look, nothing like this 
should be left in the hands of an election. Nothing like this. Social reform, dealing with reform in police departments around the country, nothing like that should simply be put on a ballot like a bill for Social Security or COVID relief. This is something that has happened well before COVID. This has happened well before other issues in our society. It's something that happened before this country was even established. And it dates back. And there are people who only know that as their history that are looking around like, wait a second, we we haven't been heard here. We want a voice. And that voice may not come from me because nobody cares about me. Nobody can listen to me. So why not a celebrity that has the platform and millions of people? Xavier Pope next on the second level. the issues it's the second level on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the o'reilly auto Parts studios here's aton shander well we welcome back a, a good friend of the program a good friend of mine as i told you when we started the show xavier pope has been more than just a professional mentor to me a personal mentor as well and the theme today for a lot of people who are upset and have issue and did not like what they saw last night is to open up and at the very least hear points of views that could provide to you at least some empathy and understanding as to why what happened last night is beyond just a one-night thing and (coughs) beyond something that built up from just one isolated incident. So we welcome in Xavier Pope at Xavier Pope. Sports legal analyst, host of Suit Up News, a micro news and opinion show on Xavier Pope at Xavier Pope's verified Twitter page. And we say verified Twitter page because this man is under fire from, I think, like 50 different bot accounts. So if you see him out there, report him. There's only one Xavier Pope and there's only one Xavier Pope Twitter account. My man, my brother, I appreciate you as always. My man, I love you, man. Good to, good to, good to be here with you. Well, I I know that whenever you and I speak, there's always this positive energy. But in this case, it's not about the positive energy. It's about real energy that's not charged with morals or anything behind it. It's about what happened, not just last night, not just over the summer, but what's been happening for years. So take us through Xavier Pope's reactions to last night from when you first got word that no NBA would be played through the night in which we saw their sports follow suit. Aizan, what an incredible night. Last, yesterday reminded me of March 11th. We first found out that Rudy Gobert and the, said he had the coronavirus. And uh, you saw Jazz Center. And then we heard right after that, uh, that famous actor Tom Hanks and his wife, um, had coronavirus and the world stopped and the world had to say, Oh, this is an important issue. Life or death. It can impact all of us. And we need to be able to do something right now. Whatever needs to happen needs to happen. And I do feel like yesterday was one of those days where the sports world 
changed and shaped how we're looking at what's going on in society. Remember, there was a, a Republican National Convention going on in the midst of this, and this was more important than a major political party presenting its platform for the American people during the year at, an ele- at a presidential election. And so my initial reaction was about damn time um, because Colin Kaepernick, it was the fourth anniversary of Colin Kaepernick announcing that he was kneeling. A lot of journalists got this wrong. Colin Kaepernick first kneeled August 14th, 2016. Um, and it was his third time kneeling. And it was asked about it by amazing journalist Steve Weiss, who um, I had the chance to break that scoop on my Suit Up podcast and talk to him about the Colin Kaepernick interview um, and his reasons for choosing to kneel. I stated at the time that all NFL players should refuse to play until Colin Kaepernick uh, got a job. Um, and they all need to stand in solidarity with him, regardless of what they felt about the flag or what they, regardless of what they felt um, about the mechanisms that he was going through, because same thing we saw last night with George Hill. George Hill, he he went on broadcast after a game and said, we should, we should even be here. Turns out he went from TV to his teammates and said, we're not doing this. And so that's what should have happened in the National Football League four years ago, but did not happen. And we have seen it happen with the University of Missouri football players they saw that they had a racist chancellor. They said, we're not playing the next game. And guess what? He was gone. They played the next game. So we've seen in our history around that time, 2016, what collective action by athletes can do. And we've, we're seeing it now. Guess what? You saw what the Milwaukee Bucks owners, they had this come out and say, we support the players. Guess what? Because the, the players, those are your assets. And the assets have spoken for you. And your assets have said, we're not playing the damn game. So that's what happened. And that was my reaction is that about time. And now we see, as this conversation continues, the NBA players and professional athletes around in different sports through the NHL, as I know that they're having conversations at the very least. But we see tennis players. We see the entire WNBA lockstep. Moving forward, just in the next day or two, what what would you like to see, be it in conversation or action? As you know, a lot of what we're talking about as far as root action and solution can't happen overnight. But what's the next step or two for what we've seen so far so that momentum isn't lost? My thought process, Aton, is that essential workers, if you're watching this program, you have just as much power as LeBron James. You have just as much power as any MLB player, Maya Moore, or any other person, Naomi Osaka, they have platforms, but you have the economy. At your, at most, many black and Latino people, many of the communities they live in are affected by what's happened with Jacob Blake. Collective action by you as an essential worker can impact social justice and rights in this country. It's really that simple. A lot of people don't believe that they have power in this country. And they are looking to people who have platforms to be able to show them that. But I tell you this, the largest demonstrations in our nation's history with after the death of George Floyd at the hands of four Minneapolis officers that put their knee in in his neck. There wasn't a LeBron James. um, There wasn't a George Hill that was standing up and saying, we're going to go out into the streets and we're going to protest. There are people like you, neighbors, friends, black, white, all races, millions of people decided to walk out and say no more. 
and recognize that you do have power to be able to impact change. Now, you've just seen the blueprint that athletes have decided not to work for change. We're not going to have black. You're not going to get the benefit of black entertainment, but not respect black bodies and black lives. The same goes for people who come in without masks, walking to establishments, mostly people of color, and now showing themselves, hey, I'm being told what to do. That's the policing. These people, they white. They don't want to be policed in these establishments, but okay with police in a different way. And so I believe that's the next step, is that the average man, woman, child recognizes their own power. Because athletes, remember, four years ago, they didn't recognize their own power. That's why they couldn't act collectively. And if you and me and anybody out there feels they have to act collectively on their own right, you have the power. John Lewis was not, an, he was not Bill Russell. He was not Jim Brown. He was a college student, a young man, a very young man. And his actions helped change the world. So you do have power. That would be the first thing I would say. Xavier, how do we not lose momentum if, in fact, players in the NBA do decide to continue the season in the bubble? You just, you just heard him here. You know, the average man and woman and, and stepping up, making their own voices heard. And if athletes continue to play, I said this in my suit-up news about athletes playing. I said that what's going to happen if people don't feel heard and their, their voices are being silenced by the distraction of sports? There may not be any fans in the stadium, but they will be protests outside of them. So this is not, this is just the beginning. We, uh, we, this is, uh, people will remember August 26, 2020. People remember the date of August 26 period because of Colin Kaepernick and then uh, MLB, NBA as a day that started a day of reckoning in terms of this country, in terms of the ripple effects. Because I was asked this morning on Al Jazeera about how that impacts the world. So the world is looking at America. When John Lewis and many others walked across the Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, and they were beat across the head, John Lewis bleeding from the head, there were hoes. This, this video footage, just like the video footage we've seen of Jacob Blake, we've seen of George Floyd, it embarrassed America to the world. Where America, the shining light on the hill, the example of democracy and freedom for all, Shown to world to be a hypocrite. And then the country had to look at its own self and face its own self and decide to act to protect its own citizens. That was not they were not getting the fair shake. We see it here that this country is being shown itself to the world and the responsibility of men and women to act is now greater than it's ever been before. Xavier Pope at Xavier Pope. On Twitter, the sports legal analyst, of course, host of Suit Up News, a micro news and opinion show you can find on Xavier's verified Twitter page, at Xavier Pope. So we know each other, and I'm going to cheat a little bit here because <laughs> and take the benefit of the fact that I've known you for a while and I've learned a lot from you, and hopefully I've been able to at the very least shine a light or two on something in, in your life as well. Just of course, to, hope I can just give back. That's my point. But I'll, I'll ask in the sense of me, but also other people who sit in this chair, who have a microphone, who look more like me than you, where is our energy best served in this fight? I think our energy in terms of people that look like you in your seat is to bring on people like me that are smart, that are articulate, 
that 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 are passionate about the issues and are able to to give it to you straight, no chaser. That's what you're going to get from me. I'm going to give you a well-passionate, reasonable argument, and I'm going to speak to it. And guess what? I'm also a black man, so I'm talking about issues that impact black people. That should that conversation needs to be including. If you're talking about women, that conversation needs to include women. It's about LGBTQ plus. It needs to include them. Trans, it needs to be them. And Latino needs to be them. Asian needs to be them. It's about representation in terms of being able to see perspectives. And when you talk, Aton, you'd be able to bring those voices to show that, unfortunately, people need the, the need what's called transferred goodwill. The concept of transfer goodwill is a concept I came up with in business in terms of people will take what they feel about you and, and you introduce them to somebody you know, and they take what they know about you and it gets transferred to them. And that's what we need to happen in terms of diversity, in terms of inclusion, in terms of elevating voices of people of color and women and LGBTQ plus community and um, trans community. That has to be elevated by people that are straight, cis, white, male to be able to show the world that what what this person says is valuable, value them as a human, value them as an expert, value them with their what they have to be able to share about their experiences, so you can see them as valuable. So once that shared goodwill that you're that they've now been given over to this individual that doesn't look like you, now you can take that shared goodwill and you can start to start building on daisy chaining that on to your understanding, and so that you can start to see people the same way you. When you walk out the door or when you go into your family gatherings or in your in really small conversations, you can include those people in terms of who you, who you look at in terms of having those discussions as well. So if we don't have, let's say, the benefit, and, and some people may not have the benefit of knowing who Xavier Pope is to the point where they can hit him up and say, hey, can you come on my national radio show? How and, and I don't have the answer to this, and I don't ne- necessarily know if you do, and if you don't, we can talk through it, and, and maybe mm-hmm. it's not a simple answer because if it were a simple answer, we probably wouldn't be this deep in issue as we are now in this country with our society with 400-plus years of marginalization at the very least to murder at the worst. How can we get, and maybe it's not a we, maybe again, and I've mentioned this with you before, where I don't necessarily think it's your battle to convince people who don't care last night to care. It's more on somebody who looks like me. But how can we, and it doesn't have to be everybody. It doesn't have to be the president. It doesn't have to be a politician. It doesn't have to be James Woods. It doesn't have to be somebody like that. But how can we get somebody who's influenced by them to care or at the very least open up to empathy that their point of view could be different and wrong? Be frank, it just has to be people that they know, love, and trust. Um, you know, when you're going to your family gatherings for Thanksgiving, people complain about them and some of them don't go. You got to start you know, being right, honest. You can't let, you know, I think that a lot of the casual racism exi- exists as you know, people are just letting family members and friends say and do racist things around them and are shrugging it off and feel like they don't have, it's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things, or maybe they impact that particular relationship. But you have to be honest with yourself. But I think that another thing is every white person, it doesn't mean that you're racist. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. To just stop and look inward and say, where am I on this? Um, what have I seen in my life? What type of experiences that I've had in my life that shape my worldview? What resources can I allude to? What books can I read to be able to 
look and see about my own socialization because white people, frankly, you are socialized. It's like I'm a black person. I'm socialized in terms of the different things that our society attempts to feed us to be able to buy into the system that currently exists. Um, our system is not set up for it to be changed, but it is set up to be a change. I, on, on ideally and theoretically, yes, but on a functional person-to-person level, it is not. And so be that be, as such, it requires human beings to be able to make that change. Right. And so you have to look inside of yourself but to determine where your blind spots are. As a man, I have blind spots as it relates to women. As a cis, hetero um, man, I have blind spots as it relates to those that are trans or those that are LGBTQ+. I have to be able to say that I don't know all of that. As an able-bodied person, I don't... You know, I was being asked about um, my condo in relation to some certifications that I was looking to get. And one of the questions that, w- that were being asked about my space was about uh, ADA compliance. It was something I had never thought about because I'm a, I am have two legs. I walk. I work out six, six miles a day, 100 push-ups a day. You guys see me on Twitter. So I think that we just have to be able to get into the mindset of challenging ourselves and our own prejudice and biases and not judging ourselves based on that. Because once you start judging yourselves on your biases and, and the, your blind spots, then you try to run from them. Right. And then you try to give yourself excuses to be able to buy into them, whether implicitly or expressly. And what we're seeing in terms of uh, our society right now, we, we had a couple with guns pointed at protesters in Eitan. Right. And they spoke at a national political party convention. And just the very next day, someone went and did the same thing, but instead they killed two people. And now people are trying to justify, not the crazy part, they're not trying to justify the first shooting. They're trying to justify him doing it again. When people try to stop him from continuing to murder people, and that's called self-defense to them. Because... It's easy to find one little sliver of bad in a black person to say he deserves to die as opposed to trying to find any little sliver to make sure to, to grant the innocence of someone who went and killed people. You know how disgusting yeah. and sick and vile that is? We have to be able to confront what is in you that makes you want to even think about that. Even if you're not explicitly racist, what makes you, you rise up in your heart and say it must have been something? Xavier, I love you, brother, and I, I just I, I wish I could let you go for two hours, but you know it's TV, it's radio, we got breaks. Thank you for everything. Xavier Pope, it's the second level. You're listening to the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Very quick. Return here as Xavier Pope necessarily took up a lot of our time. We'll be back in the second hour. We'll do fake news and some other things going on in sports as well. Sports Map Radio. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above. The normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level. On the SportsMap Radio Network. A show where we go beyond the box scores. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. 
Here's Aton Shander. It looks like some news has come down from Woj, and we'll try and look at, determine, of course, a couple of things. One, when the actual NBA will resume, as it looks like right now, the NBA, according to Woj, players have decided to resume the playoffs, source tells ESPN. That was at 11.55 Eastern as we broke with our interview with Xavier Pope. So what happens now, and will the games be played tonight? It doesn't look like on the surface that they will be played tonight, but they will be resumed on Friday. Now, I do understand at the very least that there are people out there who are trying to figure out what happens next, and I get that. We spoke with Xavier about that as well, but... We'll talk about this, Ron and I, and you as well, at Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, 800-224-2004 is the phone number, at ron 2 Culver as well. And we will chat with John McMullen. We'll do fake news. This is something that can be discussed with balance on the show, and I think that it's necessary to have some balance without just one thing going on specifically. But... I do now, I'm just trying to figure out exactly when the NBA is set to resume. About tonight or tomorrow. I still have not seen that specifically, although it does feel like there is going to be something tonight that would be more a matter of solidarity and some sort of message being sent and then tomorrow resume. Now, we'll talk about this coming up in four minutes about whether or not there's actually some true fundamental change that is in the air or if they may have lost momentum. You can agree with everything. You can stand by players and still raise that question and have a conversation. And I'll read you the most ridiculous tweet regarding what happened last night that you'll ever read. It's important to understand how people think about this and why it gets retweeted 50,000 times. Second level. At the SportsMap Radio Network, we wear Boomer Naturals masks. Order now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code SportsMapRadio for 20% off. beneath the surface it's the second level on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage from the o'reilly auto parts studios here's Aton shander all right so here we go Woj just tweeted this out the resumption of playoff games could come as soon as friday but there is expected to be a return to this season by the weekend Sources tell ESPN. So with that tweet alone, it looks like pretty much you can lock in no games tonight, which is fine because this has been about something much more than just getting back to the floor. I can't imagine. And again, maybe I'm wrong, so we open it up to you if you'd like. You know, we normally don't pound the phone line like this, but we have every opportunity here to take your phone call in the event that you would like to have your voice heard. My question is, if you are genuinely upset about what happened last night and mad at the NBA players for doing this, then honestly, how much of this league are you watching? How invested are you in this league? 
And for anybody who continually brings up China, for example, like, well, why should I care what LeBron James says about issues going on in his own community or communities that he represents when he doesn't have time to speak on China? Are you watching the NBA? Are you a part of the league? Because if you are, then you're complicit as well. And that makes you borderline, if not full-on, hypocritical. So I don't understand how somebody who has been watching, and I, I don't believe you. I just don't believe you. It's not the NFL where everybody's watching no matter what. I can't imagine in a situation that makes sense in my head that somebody is genuinely upset about what happened last night and what's continuing to happen today, tonight, with no games, and you really are paying attention to this league. It doesn't add up. It, it just it does not add up. The equation does not make any sense. So help me. Help me understand how you, as a diehard NBA fan, somebody who watches your team and the TNT game of the night or ESPN game of the night when your team isn't playing, and now all of a sudden it's, I'm done. I've had it with the NBA. I'm never watching another NBA game again. How many games were you really watching? How many games were you truly invested in? And I love the quasi-hypocritical statement, which is, well, I only watch my team. Because I know damn well if your team were in the playoffs or if your team were in the Eastern or Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, no matter what message was sent, no matter what protest or strike or boycott came down, you'd be watching because you already admitted that, well, I only watch my team. There are multiple levels of hypocrisy to the point in which people are just lying. They're flat-out lying. I'm done with the NBA. How much NBA are you watching? Truly, like, seriously. How much NBA are you sitting down and watching to the point where this upset you? Don't you think, realistically speaking, you would have already been done with LeBron James after them standing in solidarity after the murder of Trayvon Martin, and which they did with hoodies and fists up? No, 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 that, that was all right, but now all of a sudden I'm, I'm done with the NBA. I thought you were already done with the NBA when they started the bubble and had Black Lives Matters t-shirts and slogans on the floor as well as the coaches for racial injustice pins that they're wearing. What? Or I guess it's for racial justice. Sorry, made me bring awareness of racial injustice. I don't know what the specific verbiage is on the pin anymore. I forgot what it said, but something similar to that effect. I thought you were already done then. I guarantee you if you scroll the timeline of the person tweeting out right now, I'm done with the NBA, you would find that probably three or four times over in the last year, including this summer, maybe even twice in the summer. So NBA is back. The players, according to Woj, have decided to resume the playoffs. He went on saying it could come as soon as Friday. Today is Thursday. That means there are no games tonight. That means you have to go through another night without professional basketball. And if you are a fan of the league, I imagine that you are supporting what's going on here. Now, let me ask you this. And Ron Culver brought this up, so let's talk about this collectively. As, again, we give you multiple ways and means in which you can join and interact the show. But, Ron, you asked a very good question and probably one of the biggest questions to ask Right now, yay in the me! What? Yay me! Well, yeah. Asking, I mean, look, you, every now and again, a you, good question. Every now and again, you get one right. I, you know what? I mean, even the sun shines on a dog's rear every I once in a while, right? I didn't want to say it like that. Well, I but, cleaned it up. Okay, okay. 
what was your question? I know what the question is, but I would like you to no, ask the, it. The question is, you know, with the, uh, with the NBA players coming back tomorrow, I guess. Wait, we're not sure. Uh, did the did the their one day protest or two day protest work? That's, and a, I, that's such a difficult question for me it to is, answer, right? Because I, I think it's a yes and a no. I think it did on the one hand because it got us all talking about it. Every show that I've been a part of today, two hours uh, with Keith Azari, two hours with Jake, and the first hour with you, that's all we've talked about. We haven't really talked about anything else. Yeah, and, and I – so I, I guess the backdrop in your question is – and I'm not going to answer your question with another question, but I'm going to further that question with another question, which is, what happens on Saturday? What happens on Monday? Because I, I think the people who truly needed this message to be sent and heard on their own ears would probably conveniently either continue to turn their back on the NBA or just come back for betting or fantasy purposes and then not really have to worry about anything more. Like, okay, I can stomach the Black Lives Matter shirts, but you know, here I am throwing a three-team parlay on what's going on tonight, so yay, basketball is back. That, that's my biggest concern is that, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they should stop playing. I don't know if they can continue to push this message, message and continue playing, right? I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I wish I had an answer. I wish I could talk my way through the next five minutes and give you some answer, but I don't know. I honestly have no idea if I'd like to think. I think emotionally I would like to say yes. This was, as Xavier Pope joined us, saying this is a date that people will remember, and it was something that at the very least should start, if not continue, to keep the ball moving to push for more social change and reform if it's from police or from just other areas of our society. But what happens when they return? Is it forgotten? I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. What honestly, I mean, what do something, you think? It'll be something that, you know, obviously if they come back tomorrow, well, I mean, it looks like the reports are saying that they're going to resume playoff uh, playing tomorrow. Probably some of the other sports, like, you know, how the Dodgers and Giants – skipped out on their game, Mariners, Padres, they'll probably all start back up today. It'll be a conversation piece. And I think when the when NBA starts up, it'll be a conversation piece. It'll be something to talk about, like, hey, these two teams were set to play on Wednesday. They didn't because of this. But I don't know if it furthers from that. You know, I think, like, yeah, like you said, by the time we get to the weekend, by the time we get to Saturday and Sunday, does it, it feels like it would just go business as usual, right? Yeah, but I mean, especially you, you take it, you take it, uh, look at it this way. Yes, the Lakers are playing against the Blazers, and they postponed the game. The Bucks are playing against the Magic; they postponed their game. You called it yesterday, saying, "Hey, we're going to see two uh, close uh, series closed out tonight," and obviously you were wrong because you know they didn't play. Right, right. But those two teams are going to close out their series on Friday, assuming that they play on Friday. Doesn't that become the narrative then? And then for a team like the Blazers or a team like the uh, Magic, we're, they're going to be forgotten as soon as the, the game is, as soon as it shows zeros on the game. Okay, so let me look at it and try to answer it from a local to where I am perspective, right? If the Philadelphia 76ers, who are ousted, they have already returned their hotel keys and are no longer in the bubble. If they, like the Magic and the Nets and other teams who are ousted, Portland are ousted from the bubble, if they go home, 
and they start to push messages and they start to push for gatherings and for discussion and dialogue and change in local communities, some who may not even believe that they have issue like what we saw in Wisconsin or previously in Minnesota or countless other areas. Does that help answer your question to the longevity of what last night was about? Because I understand that and I agree that there is concern right now, and I even have it, about how long the impact of what we saw last night can last. But I wonder if it's now on the teams that are not. It's almost like, okay, let LeBron, let Kawhi, let Giannis, let everybody continue to have a message, to have a platform, to talk in post games, but also focus on the game itself. And now it's on the other, I don't know, 20 teams in the league to go in their respective markets and push locally and continue that message. Does that make sense? Oh, of course. But I still, I mean, it just doesn't answer that question. Did it? Well, doesn't it? I'm, okay, it doesn't answer it. But it doesn't it, answer it. But I mean, but I doesn't guess, it begin to at least? I, let's hope. Let's hope. Jake made a great point. Um, that and for all you guys who are on social media taking it, taking this stance to it, that you know NBA needs to postpone more games. They should all take a stand. They should cancel the playoffs. You know, let's just do cancel culture with the play, uh, NBA playoffs. No matter what these players do, no matter what athlete sits out, no matter what goes on, they could cancel all the sports altogether and not play again in 2020. It's not going to end racism in this country overnight. Correct. You know, there is 400 years of it just built in, ingrained in the American lexicon that is slowly getting eradicated. Because I will say this, that although, you know, it does look bad, there are still horrible situations and i believe that we're finding out more and more of these situations because of cell phones because of camera phones um you know just having cameras readily available to post video to take pictures and then instantly spread it around the world um but i still say i need to say this that it's definitely better now than it was 50 years ago yes i i agree are, are we and are I, we more aware Okay, so exactly. It's, it's it's you know, but it's transitioning. I mean, it's a slow transition, but it is getting better. But I think you know we still have a long way to go, and I think when we what we have are athletes who are sitting out, who are just trying to say, hey, don't stop the conversation. And I think that was the large part of the protest was you know they're they're fed up you know. Everything, you know, everything that's been going on, you know, the riots all over the place, right. you know, another uh, another black man gets shot in the back by an officer, you know, terrible things keep happening. But I think the overall point that they're trying to make and hopefully hopefully it is something that, you know, it's a catalyst that keeps on going on is don't stop the conversation. Yes, because did you feel that it was happening that what was happening? I'm sorry, that the conversation was stopping. Uh, we, I, it's, it's, it's what happens all the time where well, there's an event. Derailed. Conversations get derailed. It gets derailed, and, and we don't co-opted. pick it up again until we, there's another blow up, and then we bring it back again. Right. Look, look. I mean, look. The perfect example is we were in this similar situation when the murder of George Floyd went down. Yep. And we saw a video, and we saw protests, and we saw riots, and we saw the country itself come to a realization that. Some, if not half, if not majority, needed and and pushed for change. Now, the difference is we didn't see a boycott or strike. We saw, let's just go down and and push a message. 
But even now, one could argue, well, what's the after effect of it? They didn't leave the bubble. But again, I don't think, here's the thing, I don't think you need to leave the bubble and stop playing in order for this thing to stop. I think to your point, if you take post-game pressers, if you take any opportunity at your own social, if you have teams right now that are not playing in the bubble that can still push locally in their own cities, in their own markets, these conversations, I don't think that we are lost like we were, unfortunately, after a couple of months when things died down with George Floyd and and his murder. I, I think that would be a bigger discernible difference now than before and look it's it's terrible it's it's horrific that it takes another man to be shot in the back as you mentioned seven times unarmed means don't justify that end in order for this to happen but things move so damn slow progress and any like positive negative things move so damn slow in this country that you almost need these things to keep happening in order to remind us. And, and look, nowadays our, our short-term memory is horrific. So I, I, do, I do recognize that valuable question that you raise, and I don't have a simple answer to it. But maybe it is on everybody who has talked about this to continue to talk about this. At Shander Show, at Ron Culver, 800-224-2004. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. I have some other things, some lighter things we can discuss, fake news as well. We'll try and track John McMullen down. This whole thing about NFL football practices now, it seems some are going, some are not. So we'll hit on that with John. If not, then we'll talk about the NFL's reaction and what could happen in the NFL at 1240 Eastern time. And also a very interesting yet necessary quote from Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs. We'll hit fake news next on the second level. So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. Yeah. Ray Lewis. Is that who it says that? Don't believe those lies. I think that is. Ray Lewis. That's random. Yeah. I think that was, uh, I don't know, if I think that might have been still when he was playing. That wasn't during the whole murder investigation. No, 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 no. That, that's when he found himself. Okay, got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right, so look, we, we right. cover a lot on this I'm, show. We have balance on the show. We have we balance on the show. positivity, we bring negativity, we bring everything. That's why we do fake news. And we're bringing you two stories that are true, one that is fake, like we do every single day. Absolutely. I felt that today, though, I needed to step up my game because I am anticipating the arrival of John McMullen any time now. No, McMullen will be on next segment. No, no, that's what I mean. Okay. I, mean, I meant today. Okay. That I need to step it up because I feel I feel the presence. I feel him coming. Ooh. Right? Okay. And so I'm like, I better, I got to step it up. He loves creativity and he loves a challenge. So here we go. Story number one. Starting Monday in Kildare, Ireland, it will become legal to trip kids who are running in restaurants, pubs, trains, and other public places. The legislation also permits the stopping of kids on wheeled mode of transports. What does that mean? Like somebody riding a bike inside? Uh, no, you know, if you're outside and somebody's just pestering you with a skateboard, take them out. What had to happen in order for this law to become real? Like, how many people were paying, pestered 
by kids on skateboards. Is, is that what you said? Like they're roving well, gangs first of all, skateboarders? It's, well, it's the uh, the real law came about because of the running around in restaurants. Some of the parents would just let their kids run loose. And okay. I guess Ireland's just had enough. I don't know. Maybe it's all the beer drinking. It just made sense to them that a kid could be running in the restaurant. If, and if he keeps doing it over and over again, out comes the foot. So part of me thinks that this is based on your own personal experience of going out to <laughs> My, eat with your I wife don't go out kids. to eat. I don't dare go out to eat. Well, not anymore. You, that, you can't you know, go out to eat. No, you know, the main reason why we don't go out to eat, I mean, pre-COVID, it's just too expensive. Well, you've got three kids. Three kids, man. And, and what? Not, well, it, can't all of them eat off the kids' menu? What, no. What's going on with you? Dude, I got a 13-year-old. Oh, right, right. That's Come right. on. I don't know why I begged you. Let's starve him. The four-year-old, yes, he still goes off the kids' menu. Um, my nine-year-old, soon-to-be ten-year-old, he's in between. It all depends on how many, you know, what his appetite is after. Is he is he just wanting a pizza? You get the kids' pizza. You're wanting a burger. Sometimes we've got to go the adult size because okay, kids' burgers just. I mean, they're not. They're I nothing. tried to find a loophole in this story that maybe would appeal to you personally, but so no, far I've... I love it because it does sound real and, and a little wacky for this segment. So, all right, okay. Ready for story number two? I am. Story number two. 100 nudists test what? positive. What? Nudist. Nudist. Okay. Test positive for COVID-19 after an outbreak occurred at a, at a French naturist resort. Naturist resort. Despite all of them wearing face masks. Okay. So clearly... It's not just particles that come from. Yeah, it has it has called uh, called for some concern when a uh, hundred people ended up coming down with COVID, even though they were all wearing face masks, but they were sans clothes. So that's my point: is that somebody was probably doing like you get so close to somebody, skin touches skin, yeah, sweat, you know, fluid, right, whatever it may be. That can transmit COVID as well, it looks like, right? Uh, I guess so. And this was on individually on the nudist colony? Yes. Mm. That's believable, but my goodness. You know, what does that say for the mask data? I, I have know. to ask my dad about that one. All right. Story. Not he's a nudist because he's a doctor. Well, you don't know that. Maybe true. maybe he keeps his alternate lifestyle to himself. Very true. You know, some some things, you know, dads like to keep private. He's a quiet private man. Yes. So very true. He I doubt be, it. He could be I a nudist. It, but you never know. He could be a nudist. You don't know. Don't judge him. Let him let him let his freak flag fly. He can live. He can live by all means. Yes. Story number 3. Two Arizona high school teammates Make holes in one on the same hole in an, in the opening match of the season. Now, this is worse than the four-year-old kid hitting the hole in one. because Why is that worse? Because for anybody who has played golf and is never going to hit a hole in one, you look at it and think, all right, well, maybe you're saying You're now looking at two high school kids. Yes. A four-year-old, you're like, ah, oh, that's cute. Exactly. Now I'm looking at two high schoolers that have who are, done something I'll never do. But, and they're shooting it from where you're shooting it. Exactly. That's you know, if you if you shot from where the four year old shot, you might say, you know what? Eventually, I no. will make it from there. Trust me, I know my limitations on the golf course. It ain't gonna happen. I've got close. I, I definitely have gotten close before, but it's it's never gonna happen. Yeah. Wow, this is so two high school teammates 
opening do it day. on the, do it on the opening day of the golf uh, of a golf tournament of the season, and they both make holes in one on the same hole. I'm gonna say one because I could just hear you be like, "Come on, you're not gonna be able to get away tripping, kids. What's wrong with you two? Hey, I'm it's gonna, not my country; it's Ireland. They do I things know. differently. We'll, we'll see what John McMullen has to say about this coming up next. But I say one. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Well, we might as well. We're waiting for John McMullen, and, and I don't want to wait any longer. Normally, we bring John on Mondays and Thursdays, our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media. And from there, we have a conversation regarding fake news first and then what's going on in the NFL. Now clearly there are players and teams that have addressed what's going on in the NFL and from there I honestly think that there's going to be more conversation and maybe teams as we saw in Nashville today, Titans players were there for like 15-13 minutes and then went right back into the locker room. So I do at least believe that this is going to continue from a message standpoint outside of just the NBA. But here's my thinking. Let's do this. Because I, we're trying to get John on the stream as well. It's no big deal. If he can't come, jump on the stream, that's fine. Why don't you tell us, Ron, unless you're calling him as we speak, and that's fine too. But why don't you tell us what... No, I'm not, not calling, calling him, but I can any time. Okay, okay. Why don't we do that then? Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me turn that down. How about now? I think, any... it, I think it sounds okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, it sounds much better now. Okay. Now I don't hear me so much. You don't? No. Always, I hear me through my headphones, but and you probably hear me. Hopefully you hear me out there. You I can hear, definitely yeah, hear me on air. Yeah. But I'm saying I, as long as I'm not hearing to me, more, less me is better. That's what, okay. that's what my mom always said. Yes, correct. Less you is definitely better. We'll, we'll, make this, we'll get this working here. I, you know, we're, it's live radio, and I'm messing with technology. But as long as you don't hear the echo, then that's fine. So why don't you tell us what the fake story is? And then if John pops up, we'll throw it at him. If not, then we'll just continue our conversation. Okay, you're confusing me, man. Do you want me to call him? Uh, no, I'd rather – why don't you do this? Why don't you tell – well, I, I don't know. We were waiting for him on the stream, but he said that he was getting out of practice. Why don't you call him? Okay, that's fine. Why don't you call right, that, that's I'll my call point. him real quick. Well, because okay. if, he, if he's uh, getting out of practice, we're going to have him FaceTime. That's illegal. No, I was going to have – You're putting the man's life in danger. Even worse, I was going to have him do it in the car <laughs> while he was driving. <laughs> that's what I was going to do. That's what I planned on doing. All right, let's get John up, and then from there we can do fake news, and we'll get a couple of questions about how the NFL is handling what's been happening in the sports world over the last 24, 36 hours. Remember, Woj did tweet that the NBA will resume tonight, but it's also a matter of what's going to happen with really just moving forward and when they resume, if it's Friday or over the weekend. All right, John McMullen joining us, our NFL insider, at JF McMullen on Twitter. Are you ready for fake news, sir? 
Uh, yes, I am ready. Now, I do have to preface this, John, that I, I felt the need to step it up a little bit. That, you know, I, I, felt, I felt the challenge, basically. Uh, was that because of my last stellar performance? Well, the last time you, your deductive reasoning you know, really surprised me, and, and 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 you and you nailed it, and I wasn't I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I'm glad my deductive reasoning. So <laughs> basically, what you thought I was an idiot, and I surprised. No, you. I didn't think I, I didn't. I, I'm not going to say that out loud, or definitely not to your face. <laughs> Off air, maybe. Uh, story number one. <laughs> Starting Monday in Kildare, Ireland, it will become legal to trip kids who are running in restaurants, pubs, trains, and other public places. The legislation also permits the stopping of kids on wheeled modes of transport. So, like, if a kid's skateboarding around you or a bicycle and he's just kind of pestering you, you can take him down. Well, I, I, I certainly advocate that. I will say that. So I'll put that in the holster. Story number two, 100 nudists test positive for COVID-19 after an outbreak occurred at a French naturist resort, despite them all wearing face masks. Uh, all right. Let's see. There's a lot of French nudists. Uh, they're around. Uh, I don't know what the face mask is going to help at that point, so I can buy that. And finally, story number three, two Arizona high school teammates make holes in one on same hole in opening match of the season. Wow. Two yeah. holes in one. That one alone, right? On the same hole. On the yeah. same hole. On the same hole. Now, I voted Boy, one, so, just so you know. That's so outrageous, number three. I think it's got to be true. Statistically, uh, it's almost impossible, but I can't believe you would just pull that out of a hat, Ron. So I'm going to... So it's between one and two. I'm going to say they're not going to let you yes. mess with the kids. So yes. number one. We share the same point of view today. Man, thought I had you both today. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's the fake one. All right. Look you, can't, at that. you can't go around tripping kids. At least On, not yet. <laughs> not yet. See, I knew there was something personal there that you were just hoping that at some point that law would be passed so you could move to Ireland. Admit it, Ron. I I can admit it. I don't know about Ron, but I can admit it. But I also know it's never going to happen. You got to, you know, the kids above, blah, 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 blah. You got to have all that. Kids above all else. It's amazing. John, you just left practice. I imagine that one of the big topics of conversation at Eagles practice today was what happened last night in the NBA and really across professional sports. What was the theme today from players and coaches regarding that? Well, we haven't gotten to talk to the players and coaches, so I'll be doing that as soon as I get off the air here, uh, obviously via Zoom. But, yeah, I mean, I was expecting, to be honest, I was expecting – uh, the text message all morning that basically said uh, practice was canceled uh, happened. A number of teams around the NFL uh, did so, and you mentioned not only the NBA, some baseball games, WNBA, MLS. So I was almost expecting it, but it's interesting. Maybe it was a timing thing with the Eagles because they had, before any of this happened, they had something on the books 
with their social justice committee that they were going to meet on Friday. Uh, so maybe from their individual standpoint, uh, the timing worked out to where they could have practice, and, and we'll see how things shake out moving forward. Do you anticipate practices to be halted? Do you anticipate anything along those lines? Uh, not more than a day or two. I mean, certain teams already did it. Washington, the Jets, uh, uh, a number of others uh, canceled practice today. Yeah, I could see that continuing for another day, maybe two. But, I, you know, I talk a lot about, uh, on this show, and the NBA is going to play, and you know why, and you right. know why the NFL is going to play. Uh, they're right. not walking away from that money. They're not. Correct, and and that's where that's why specifically I ask about practices because there are means in, in which the sport can end around showing something, and again, it might be just showing something. It might be something that's deeper than that to to bring a message out and know that it's not going to interfere with money. And I imagine that what we saw last night from NBA players, as you already see, as you mentioned them coming back as early as tomorrow, I can't imagine that anybody's going to miss a game in the NFL due to the nature in which contracts are laid out in that league. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of emotion when these types of things happen, and understandably so. And, and I think I, I, I'm sure the, the NBPA and, and basketball, you know, sat down with uh, their representatives and said, look, I mean, this is – this is pretty dramatic if this is what you guys want to do. And understand, you're not getting paid if you're not going to play. Uh, so I, I think at some point that resonates and, and people have to be realistic about that part of it and that it is a business and, and businesses have to do business. And if they're not, uh, you're not going to get paid. So I, I think that's the realism part of it. And I think when the emotion recedes a little bit, that takes over. John, I'm curious, and this isn't about what happened specifically to Colin Kaepernick or not, and it's not to bring up the issues surrounding Colin Kaepernick that he was raising. It's more about from the point of view of the NFL, their owners, and the guy who works for them and Roger Goodell. Why, in your opinion, did Roger Goodell choose to speak out this time, in this moment, before, of course, what happened last night, so I'm not even equating the two, but why would Roger Goodell speak out regarding Colin Kaepernick years later when we've kind of seen other sports and other leagues continue to move on and, and push through and not necessarily continue to harp on that one specific person? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I, I don't know other than uh, the, the wind shifting. Uh, basically, I, I talked about this league uh, a lot over the years, and, and it's kind of amazing to me considering uh, how big this industry is, how much money it generates. Uh, they've always been bad at messaging. They've always been bad at public relations. They've always been bad about handling things. I always call them very, they're a very reactive organization, not a proactive organization. Uh, and that continues. And basically, I think they stick their finger in the air and see which way the wind is blowing and say, okay, we better address this. I don't think it's anything more substantive than that, to be honest. So now moving forward, do you anticipate the NFL 
the league itself, not players, but the league itself. And you mentioned the committee. I know the Eagles have one. I'm sure other teams, if not every team, has one. Do you anticipate the NFL to, in a month from now, to be doing anything regarding what happened last night? Or do you anticipate that the NFL, is once they return, is the ultimate distraction? Uh, I, I imagine they'll do something as far as uh, the Players Coalition or, or something of that nature. I, I, I'm not sure they would signal out one any one issue uh, and, and do it more from a, a broad-spectrum perspective. Um, they've done this sort of cost-benefit analysis and decided that's the way to go. Um, and and they've donated significant money to the Players Coalition to begin with, but uh, that's going to continue. They already have mechanisms in place. Uh, the, the, I think the bigger question is, how do they handle this as far as the business? And, and, and I think that's that's the question you're asking. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yes, absolutely. They have to show to what they think their sponsors and fans that uh, they care about this issue. And I hate to be cynical about it, but, you know, the only issue they care about. And if they decide that's the best way to go and they have, that's what they'll do. So, John, last one for you, my friend, and uh, it's more of a personal one for me in, in the area that we're in, but I am really, really concerned about the health and stability of Carson Wentz if they don't have a left tackle. Do they have a left tackle? Uh, yeah, uh, but he's playing right guard. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Andre Dillard has not been good. Uh, Jordan Mailata uh, has been worse. And oh. both of them kind of ping pong back and out uh, of the lineup. Uh, I, I think the Eagles are making a big mistake. And I think they had a, by the way, a ready-made excuse for moving forward for another year with Jason Peters with the pandemic and not having the offseason. They should have just brought him, put him back at left tackle, kicked the can down the road for another season with Andre Dillard. Uh, but – They've gone in a different direction, and we'll see how it works out. Uh, ultimately, I think Jason Peters is going to be back at left tackle at some point. I've said that pretty consistently. Um, and and I, I've seen nothing in these first 10 open practices that makes me think any differently other than first-round pick, Andre Dillard. They want him to succeed. Uh, they're trying to fast-track it. And by the way, this particular team, you can look on the other side of football at Brandon Graham and say, you don't have to be a star your first two seasons. It can happen. It's not the worst thing in the world to have a, a elongated uh, sort of internship. And especially when the guy in front of you is a future Hall of Famer. What's the big deal? Awesome, John. Appreciate it. That did nothing to make me feel better about the left tackle situation. <laughs> have a great weekend, my friend. Enjoy it, and we'll chat with you on Monday, and I'm sure after that we'll have some more responses from players that you were able to chat with regarding what's going on right now as the NBA and other sports are, are taking off. It looks like the NBA will resume, but always a pleasure, John. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Aton. You got it. Our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media, at JF McMullen. We wrap the hour next.
with the root of the issues. It's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. One for the road. That means it's time for Ron Culver to... Uh, you're going to love this one, Aton. I can't wait. Um, you're a big Dancing with the Stars fan, are you not? Yes. Oh, come on, you can lie to me. I've never watched. I've, I've what the the amount of Dancing with the Stars that I have watched is comparable to uh, what or just comparable to what I've seen like on Twitter or YouTube when somebody posts videos. That yeah, wasn't a Rod in it or something. They, you know, or when an athlete like in the finale, you hear Jerry Rice is going to win it. Anywho, they kind of were teasing the guest list that they were going to have coming up. I mean, they 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 released all the pro dancers. But you'll you'll never guess who's going to be on Dancing with the possibly be on Dancing with the Stars this upcoming season. Trump? No, he's still trying to run for president. What a great way to appeal to the masses. That would be. No, it's your favorite of mine, Carol Baskin. I love it. So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there, don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. Yeah. Ray Lewis. Is that who it says that? Don't I, I think it is. I think that is. Ray Lewis. That's random. Yeah. I think that was, uh, I don't know. If, I think that might have been still when he was playing. That wasn't during the whole murder investigation. No. No, no, no. That, that's when he found himself. Okay. Got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right, so look, we, All right. we cover a lot on this show. We have balance on the show. We have we balance on the show. Positivity, we bring negativity, we bring everything. That's why we do fake news. And we're bringing you two stories that are true, one that is fake, like we do every single day. Absolutely. I felt that today, though, I needed to step up my game because I am anticipating the arrival of John McMullen any time now. No, McMullen will be on next segment. No, no, that's what I mean. Okay. I mean, I meant today. Okay. That I need to step it up because I feel I feel the presence. I feel him coming. Ooh. Right? Okay. So I'm like, I better, I got to step it up. He loves creativity, and he loves a challenge. So here we go. Story number one. Starting Monday in Kildare, Ireland, it will become legal to trip kids who are running in restaurants, pubs, trains, and other public places. The legislation also permits... The stopping of kids on wheeled mode of transports. What does that mean? Like somebody riding a bike inside? Uh, no, you know, if you're outside and somebody's just pestering you with a skateboard, take them out. What had to happen in order for this law to become real? Like how many people were paying pestered by kids on skateboards? Is, is that what you said? Like they're roving well, gangs first of all, skateboarders? It's, well, it's the... Uh, the Real law came about because of the running around in restaurants. Some of the parents would just let their kids run loose. And I guess Ireland's just had enough. I don't know. Maybe it's all the beer drinking. It just made sense to them that a kid could be running in the restaurant. And if he keeps doing it over and over again, out comes the foot. So part of me thinks that this is based on your own personal experience of going out to <laughs> My, eat. Oh, with your I don't go out kids. to eat. I don't dare go out to eat. Well, not anymore. You, that, you can't you know, go out to eat. No, you know, the main reason why we don't go out to eat, I mean, pre-COVID, it's just too expensive. Well, you've got three kids. Three kids, man. And, and what? Not, well, it, can't all of them eat off the kids' menu? What, no. What's going on with you? Dude, I got a 13-year-old. Oh, right, right. That's Come on. I don't know why I pegged you. Let's starve him. The four-year-old, yes, he still goes off the kids' menu. 
Um, my nine-year-old, soon to be ten-year-old, he's in between. It all depends on how many, you know, what his appetite is after. Is he is he just wanting a pizza? You get the kids' pizza. You're wanting a burger. Sometimes we got to go the adult size because. Okay. Kids burgers just I mean they're not they're not I nothing. tried to find a loophole in this story that maybe would appeal to you personally, but so no, far I, was... I love it because it does sound real and, and a little wacky for this segment. So, All right. Okay. Ready for story number two? I am. Story number two. One hundred nudist. Test what? positive. What? Nudist. Nudist. Okay. Test positive for COVID nineteen. After an outbreak occurred at a at a French naturist resort, naturist resort, despite all of them wearing face masks. Okay, so clearly, it's not just particles that come from. Yeah, it has it has called uh, called for some concern when a uh, hundred people ended up coming down with COVID, even though they were all wearing face masks, but they. Were sans clothes. So that's my point: is that somebody was probably doing, like, you get so close to somebody, skin touches skin, yeah, sweat, you know, fluid, right, whatever it may be, that can transmit COVID as well. It looks like, right? Uh, I guess so. And this was on individually on the nudist colony. Yes. Mm. That's believable, but my goodness, you know, what does that say for the mask data? I, I have know. to ask my dad about that one. All right. Story. Not he's a nudist because he's a doctor. Well, you don't know that. Maybe true. maybe he keeps his alternate lifestyle to himself. Very true. You know, some some things, you know, dads like to keep private. He's a quiet private man. Yes. So very true. He I doubt be, it. He could be I a nudist. I against it, but you never know. He could be a nudist. You don't know. Don't judge him. Let him let him let his freak flag fly. He can live. He can live by all means. Yes. Story number three: Two Arizona high school teammates make holes in one on the same hole in an, in the opening match of the season. Now this is worse than the four-year-old kid hitting the hole-in-one because... Why is that worse? Because for anybody who has played golf and is never going to hit a hole-in-one, you look at it and think, all right, well... You're, saying, you're now looking at two high school kids. Yes. The four-year-old, you're like, ah, oh, that's cute. Exactly. Now I'm looking at two high schoolers that have are, done something I'll never do. But And they're shooting it from where you're shooting it. Exactly. That's you know, If you, if you shot from where the four-year-old shot, you might say, you know what? Eventually, I no. will make it from there. Trust me. I know my limitations on the golf course. It ain't going to happen. I've got close. I, I definitely have gotten close before, but it's it's never going to happen. Yes. Wow, this is so two high school teammates opening do it day. on the, do it on the opening day of the golf uh, of a golf tournament of the season, and they both make holes in one on the same hole. I'm going to say one because I could just hear you being like, "Come on, you're not going to be able to get away tripping, kids. What's wrong with you two? Hey, it's I'm not gonna, my country. It's Ireland. They do I things know. differently. We'll, we'll see what John McMullen has to say about this coming up next. But I say one. You're listening to The Second Level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. 
Rocket Can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Well, we might as well, we're waiting for John McMullen, and, and I don't want to wait any longer. Normally, we bring John on Mondays and Thursdays, our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media, and from there, we have a conversation regarding fake news first, and then what's going on in the NFL. Now, clearly, there are players and teams that have addressed what's going on in the NFL. And from there, I honestly think that there's going to be more conversation and maybe teams, as we saw in Nashville today, Titans players were there for like 15, 13 minutes and then went right back into the locker room. So I do at least believe that this is going to continue from a message standpoint outside of just the NBA. But here's my thinking. Let's do this. Because we're trying to get John on the stream as well. It's no big deal. If he can't jump on the stream, that's fine. Why don't you tell us, Ron, unless you're calling him as we speak, and that's fine too. But why don't you tell us what... No, I'm not calling calling him, but I can can anytime. anytime. Okay, okay. Why don't we do that then? Get a bad echo of me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me turn that down. How about now? I think, any... it, I think it sounds okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, it sounds much better now. Okay. Now I don't hear me so much. You don't? No. Oh, I, I hear me through my headphones, but and you probably hear me. Hopefully you hear me out there. You I can hear, definitely yeah, hear me on air. Yeah. But I'm saying I, as long as I'm not hearing to me, more, less me is better. That's what, okay. that's what my mom always said. Yes, correct. Less you is definitely better. We'll, we'll, make this, we'll get this working here. I, you know, we're, it's live radio, and I'm messing with technology. But as long as you don't hear the echo, then that's fine. So why don't you tell us what the fake story is? And then if John pops up, we'll throw it at him. If not, then we'll just continue our conversation. Okay, you're confusing me, man. Do you want me to call him? Uh, no, I'd rather – why don't you do this? Why don't you tell – well, I, I don't know. We were waiting for him on the stream, but he said that he was getting out of practice. Why don't you call him? Okay, that's fine. Why don't you call him? Right. That, that's I'll call him real quick. Well, because okay. if, he, if he's uh, getting out of practice, when you have him FaceTime, that's illegal. No, I was going to have – You're putting the man's life in danger. Even worse, I was going to have him do it in the car <laughs> while he was driving. <laughs> that's what I was going to do. That's what I planned on doing. All right, let's get John up, and then from there we can do fake news, and we'll get a couple of questions about how the NFL is handling what's been happening in the sports world over the last 24, 36 hours. Remember, Woj did tweet that the NBA will resume tonight, but it's also a matter of what's going to happen with really just moving forward and when they resume, if it's Friday or over the weekend. All right, John McMullen joining us, our NFL insider, at JF McMullen on Twitter. Are you ready for fake news, sir? Uh, Yes, I am ready. Now, I do have to preface this, John, that I I felt the need to step it up a little bit. That, you know, I felt felt the challenge, basically. Uh, was that because of my last stellar performance? Well, the last time you, your deductive reasoning you know, really surprised me, and 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 you and you nailed it, and I wasn't I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I'm glad my deductive reasoning. So <laughs> basically, what you thought I was an idiot, and I surprised. No, you. I didn't think I didn't. I'm not going to say that out loud, or definitely not to your face. <laughs> Off air, maybe. Uh, story number one. <laughs> 
Starting Monday in Kildare, Ireland, it will become legal to trip kids who are running in restaurants, pubs, trains, and other public places. The legislation also permits the stopping of kids on wheeled modes of transport. So, like, if a kid's skateboarding around you or a bicycle and he's just kind of pestering you, you can take him down. Well, I, I, I certainly advocate that. I will say that. So I'll put that in the holster. Story number two, 100 nudists test positive for COVID-19 after an outbreak occurred at a French naturist resort, despite them all wearing face masks. Uh, all right. Let's see. There's a lot of French nudists. Uh, they're around. Uh, I don't know what the face mask is going to help at that point, so I can buy that. And finally, story number three, two Arizona high school teammates make holes in one on same hole in opening match of the season. Wow. Two yeah. holes in one. That one alone, right? On the same hole. On the yeah. same hole. On the same hole. Now, I Boy, voted one, so, just so you know. That's so outrageous, number three. I think it's got to be true. Uh, statistically, uh, it's almost impossible, but I can't believe you would just pull that out of a hat, Ron. So I'm going to... So it's between one and two. I'm going to say they're not going to let you yes. mess with the kids. So yes. number one. We share the same point of view today. Man, thought I had you both today. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's the fake one. All right. Look you, can't, you can't go around tripping kids. At least on, not yet. <laughs> not yet. See, I knew there was something personal there that you were just hoping that at some point that law would be passed so you could move to Ireland. Admit it, Ron. I I can admit it. I don't know about Ron, but I can admit <laughs> it. But I also know it's never going to happen. You got to, you know, the kids above, blah, 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 blah. You got to have all that. Kids above all else. It's amazing. 